and welcome to the podcast from Scoop Empire. This is Behind the Scoop with Mark. And on today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to the visionary CEO of the legendary Egyptian company, Mohm. They are a furniture company. They're into design. And we've got so much to talk about. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, a jury decided that they cared much more about Pirates of the Caribbean than domestic violence. Johnny Depp won his defamation suit against his ex, Amber Heard, despite all the evidence. $10 million was awarded in damages and $5 million in punitive damages. That same jury also found that Johnny Depp had defamed Amber Heard too and awarded her $2 million. And the award for biggest scumbag in the world goes, in my view, to Kurt Zuma, the Premier League footballer. Uh, he was arrested back in February after a video went viral of him abusing his cat. Kurt Zuma's brother posted the video online of him kicking his cat across his kitchen, throwing a pair of shoes at it, and then slapping its head. Yesterday, he was sentenced to a five-year ban from having cats and 180 hours of community service. Although I'm pretty sure that Facebook will say it was Amber Heard's fault. On the podcast today, I'm joined by the CEO of Mom and the founder of Aurea. If you don't know what that is, he's about to tell us. Sharif Abdelhedi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Mark. How are you? Thank you very much for hosting me. And Sharif, tell us a little bit about you and your personal story. I uh, have graduated from the American University in Cairo, engineering, mechanical engineering. And I've uh, my father asked me uh, to enter the family business directly. He said, I, I need you to help me out. And uh, I was very lucky. He was a very understanding man. He pushed me to learn uh, throughout uh, 10 years. I have been through all the furniture and design fairs all around the world, from Japan to the USA to Europe. Uh, I learned a lot. I got very much inspired with the design field. And I was always keen that we start uh, having a design direction in the company. 12 years ago, uh, I became the CEO and I started uh, moving fast ahead with the, with the design orientation. Mom has got, ever since then, an art, uh, full-time art director. Uh, Nicholas Chachamis, and he's, I think he's one of the best uh, in the whole world. And he's also the designer of many of the design lines. Is it scary taking over from your dad or trying to follow in your dad's footsteps? It, 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 this is an excellent question, Mark. It was extremely scary and it was uh, too big and too much was going on. I, I, I had to look for a business coach and, and this is my story really. I had a business coach since 12 years uh, George Calamaras, he's, he's a great gentleman who was the ex-CEO of one of the best companies in Europe uh, doing furniture. And he really helped guide me a lot. Uh, we started developing and evolving all uh, the different departments of the company, uh, marketing, uh, continuous improvement, logistics, warehouses, deliveries, uh, production, uh, lean manufacturing. A lot, a lot he helped me with. And one of the, of the, of the first things that he got to help, to help us with is the direction of design. We, we, we did not have a clear direction of design. We had many challenges. Well, we, it seemed we, you're we doing okay. 
uh, now yeah not bad now but we finally learned <laughs> we finally learned and uh, we went ahead with it for anyone who doesn't know uh, tell us what mom is and aurea so uh, mom is um uh, an office furniture company that was founded almost 50 years ago five decades uh, it's a family owned company it has always been very much uh, design oriented uh, we do uh, projects we do um, uh, companies banks um, we are very much oriented towards uh, creating comfortable office environments that do not make you feel you're really in an office it makes you feel at home it's flexible it's practical it it really encourages people to be more productive in the workplace. Give us some examples of uh, uh, what you mean by that. How would an office be less like an office? Uh, well, to start with, uh, it doesn't have to be in the classic, you know, subtle color of offices. Uh, we have created a palette that has 20 colors, mostly pastel colors, including uh, colors that are very productive, that creates energy colors like orange, like yellow, like pink, uh, shades of many colors of blue uh, they are all and and they are integrated in the tops of the work desks in the frames of the desks uh, desks are not the same anymore we have uh, stand up desks where if you're more comfortable standing while you're working you have you have something supporting your your arms to to write and to and to sign and to read you have uh, very comfortable environments now now everybody is working by laptops or by ipads you can just pull a small, nice table that is height adjustable to your comfortable height and sit on any chair and it becomes your workstation. You don't have to sit in the conventional way on a desk. You can also just, you know, relax on any sofa and have one of our uh, uh, lap ducts table. We call it a lap duct because you can simply pull it all the way and uh, you're very comfortable working. Um, also, Workspace now is is always open space, and everybody, you know, um, the noise is much higher than before, and it's it's very complicated. So uh, we have created these uh, what we call a tuk tuk. It's they are focused desks where you just slide with your chair inside a, a, a very small private, well lit cave, and then all the sounds around you they fade away, and you are you know to focus on something or get something done. Uh, we have private spaces for telephone calls. We have uh, private sleeping uh, coves for uh, dozing off while being in the office. So they are very different items that that really makes you want to stay more in your office. You know, it's it's not about getting the work done and you want to leave because this is, you know, a reminder of uh, stress and uh, the office uh, environment. No, it it became very, very home friendly. This is kind of like the first time for me to hear about this kind of stuff. And you're talking about a cave, sleeping zones. Is that something that's taken off uh, in Egypt? Uh, surprisingly, Mark, I thought that it would be hard to pull off. You know, uh, they became very popular. And we have, we just had this deal. Uh, they took like uh, uh, 30 uh, focus desks or what we call a tuk-tuk because it's shaped in, in, in the same shape of the back of the tuk-tuk. You know, the tuk-tuks that are... Uh, moving in in uh, in some of the streets in Cairo, you can you can really focus inside, and you have this very nice cute lamp, and you have your cabling solution. Actually, the market is surprising us with the fact that you no know, people want to change, people want a nice office environments, and the owners of the companies and and uh, and the purchase directors they are very excited to know that this exists. You know, I think we've created demand. Uh, for something that people were looking for, but you didn't know which 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 tells you 
our story. We, we, we design from the end consumer. We, we see what will make people comfortable, what they are, and we make focus groups for that. You know, for it truly to be like a tuk-tuk, it needs to have shabby music and flashing lights as well. I don't know if you, <laughs> don't know if you offer that. <laughs> I can imagine, you know, our focus desk with, uh, with all the shabby music. I think, I think this would be a scene in an office. <laughs> How has then office furniture that the company is famous for changed since its beginning? Oh, it's uh, it's a long-term uh, evolution. Yani. It started by the very practical, you know, metal desks and uh, and metal cabinets where at the time where, where metal was the cheaper material, it started as a low-cost uh, after the war in Egypt uh, phase. We wanted to create, there were very, very few companies creating office furniture and we wanted to create practical uh, office furniture and actually some home items that are cost-friendly and they are very practical to use. And then it started evolving over time through many partnerships with, uh, with Italy, with South Korea, with Germany. And in the last 15 years, we became really design-oriented. We started having our own uh, designers and we started affiliating with international designers. We have really evolved from the very, very basic version of the desk to, to mobile desks, to stand-up desks, to uh, executive and boardroom meeting tables that are also very practical to use and that allow video conferencing and modern techniques of communication. Also, 15 years ago, it was all about, you know, uh, black uh, leather chairs and, uh, you know, very conservative colors in the, in the frames of the desks. All the way now to, to all sorts of colors and all sorts of color combinations that are very well art directed because you can have an amazing palette of color. But if you use it wrongly or if you mix it wrongly, you don't have a, a beautiful space. So art direction and the control of the colors and the control of the art direction is part of what we do. And it's very crucial for us. So again, we're in the age where you know, if you like pink, you can have a beautiful pink office. If you like blue, you can have accents of blue everywhere. And you can personalize the office furniture to the character of the company. You know, companies, they also have characters. They have personalities. It depends on the CI manual of the company. It depends on the vibe of the people. Maybe it's a, it's a fresh-hearted company that is all about creation and, and design. Maybe it's a more conservative culture, but they still require fresh colors and being happy when you're there. This is incredibly exciting. And it seems um, like a no-brainer for employers. We are getting surprised with, with how much people are really oriented towards Brilliant. having a beautiful workspace that is more productive. But uh, let's talk uh, a little bit about Aurea. Tell us about that. First of all, let me explain the name. Aurea is an Italian word. And it, and it means the golden ratio. The golden ratio is is, is a very important thing in in um, in uh, engineering and in geometry and in design. Uh, the whole thing started that I wanted to buy a high quality sofa for my house, and um, uh, the choices were either very very expensive imported Italian sofas or very uh, lower and 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 cheaper quality with with very poor design from other uh, sources. So there is no. Uh, high quality sofa with a, with a good value for money with 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 a very nice design so uh, the whole process was was quite you know, a lot of work it, we we got six different studios every studio we would bring them all the way to egypt and uh, we would sit together and see if we have chemistry if they are having the right direction and they see our facilities and our factories and how we think uh, only one of them uh, we found good chemistry with it's Studio Memo. Studio Memo is one of the of the best studios doing sofas. They are doing for 
major brands in Italy like Fendi Casa, like Roche Bobois, like Natuzzi Italia, Archetipo Firenze. Uh, they were very excited to find a company in Egypt. They, they never thought that a destination like Egypt it can have a good industrial base that is very quality oriented and that is interested to have original designs. But we had many challenges in the beginning. Like, for example, they started sending us designs and we, we would look at the designs and we don't know how, how to do, how to manufacture these designs. So they started sending us a prototypist, uh, one of the best in the world, Aldo Matti. He is 75 years old and he's, he's a very passionate man. And he would come all the way to Egypt every month for one week and he would start making the prototypes of the sofas. Uh, I, I always go to the factory and he's like running around and he's shouting bordello, bordello, bordello. In Italian, it means a disaster. It's, it's, he's not happy with what we had. And, and he's shouting at everyone, including myself. And I'm like, take it easy and we will sort it out. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's three years of work, including the catalog, including uh, importation of materials and accessories from with international standards from all over the world. It's, it's, you know, collecting many, many, many things and doing a lot of effort. This is the only way to bring a, a perfect product to life. It's designs. And as you say, <laughs> your, your man, your, was it Bordello, did you say? Bordello, a bordello. Bordello. I'm going to remember that <laughs> <Yeah>. word. <laughs> uh, how do you feel that the company has contributed to that environment? Um, uh, first of all, it's it's always very exciting to have know-how transfer. Yani, I believe that know-how transfer it, it it doesn't transform my company only; it transforms the whole industry. Along the way, the evolution of, of, uh, of the technical information of our people and our technical staff and, uh, and the mix between the Italian design and the Egyptian culture, because even when you get the best studios of design, they, they slightly get inspired with the country. And I, I remember many of the sketches they had, they told me that this part is inspired from ancient Egypt and this part they were thinking even the logo was inspired from the pyramid. The logo of the company was inspired from the pyramid. On the Aurea side, the brand was created almost eight, nine months ago and we decided for this pair that we make a collaboration with uh, Muhammad Ferris Alchemy. He's, he's a lovely uh, Egyptian architect and I love his style yeah. and what he does. And we thought that the mix between the ideas of an of of a renowned international but Egyptian architect together with Italian designs that are uh, art directed. You are you are not only talking about an Italian design product that is manufactured in Egypt. No, it's manufactured in Egypt and it's styled and articulated uh, according to the luxury homes of Egypt in an interpretation to one of the best architects and interior designers. But how do you choose designers in general? And, and it's, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's, uh, I have to call it, it's a marriage with, with all the complications <laughs> of a marriage, you know. It's about <laughs> chemistry. Yeah, really. No, no, it's, it's, it's not easy. And, and designers are very special people. They are very emotional. So not any designer can work with any company. It's, it's an impossible formula. There has to be chemistry and there has to be uh, a type of, of understanding and believing in what we do. Yani, yani, other than the fact that he has to be a good designer and a good architect, 
he has to believe in the company. If if he doesn't believe in what the company does, he 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 will not do it with passion. He will not do it in the right way. And the scene that you are advancing is wonderful uh, at the forefront of design, not just in Egypt, but also abroad as well. Uh, Sharif, it's been wonderful to talk to you. I wish you the best of luck.